0: It's a pleasure indeed. One of the, the uh, biggest tournaments in the world is about to get underway in the first major for 2022, and we all know what we're talking about, <laughs> not the tournament, but a certain player.
1: It's remarkable, isn't it, how much, uh, you know, the Masters is big enough as it is, but when Tiger comes to town and, and when the speculation started late last week that he might have might have a tilt at this tournament, since then it's it's reached fever pitch over the last few days, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, you're right. You know, there, there's a, quite a few players in various sports around the world that think they big in the game uh, but they're not but this this guy is um, you know he's up there with a sort of Federer effect and you're right ever since he hinted that he might play he's been the story as he was back in 2019 when of course he came back from nowhere the golfing, golfing oblivion to win the tournament then so You know, more power to the guy. He's been a great ambassador for the game, even though he's had a few hiccups along the way. I think his clubs really do the talking, and, you know, he's considered the best player around Augusta National for a very good reason.
1: What's your reaction to him playing? Would he only enter it if he thought he could contend for the title?
0: Well, if you believe Tiger, he says he never plays unless he thinks he can win. And I don't see any reason why that should have changed. He doesn't want to become a ceremonial golfer. And I fully understand that. So he's either full in or full out. There's no halfway with Tiger. So he's there to win. He's not there to make up the numbers. Now, if he could win, coming back from, you know, he's come back from a a million dramas before, including back surgeries and all sorts of stuff, escapades off the course, which, you know, damaged him for a while. But this one, he nearly lost his leg, his right leg, the one that he drives off with uh, when he's hitting the ball. And yet here he is, I'm guessing, 14 months later, walking around the hilliest major golf course there is after a couple of practice rounds and hitting balls in practice back at home in Florida. He says he's ready to win the championship. Now, if he says that, you've got to believe him because he's an amazing competitor. But if he did win, you know, it makes 2019 (laughs) look... I don't know how you describe it. It makes that, that look small, and that was the biggest win I've ever seen in golf.
1: It was quite incredible, that one alone, wasn't it? If you can do it again, uh, completely remarkable. He he talked earlier today about the fact that the walk around the course might be, or probably will be, the hardest part. You've you've covered um, the Masters 39 times yourself. Just describe that course and how difficult it is and will be to walk around for four consecutive days.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, television does not do it justice because it's on a very, very undulating piece of land and the drop from uh, the clubhouse down to Amen Corner and Ray's Creek is so steep that it looks like a ski slope. Number 10, if it had snow on it, it wouldn't be rated black, but it'd be just below it. I mean, it is incredibly uh, hilly, that golf course. The most the most hilly golf course played on a regular basis on the PGA Tour anywhere. So it's a massive walk. Even off the first tee, they drop down probably 40, 50, 60 feet before they start climbing back up the hill to the fairway by the bunker and and get a sight of the green. Uh, number eight is almost straight uphill. Number 10 is almost straight downhill. And there's numerous other holes that have humps and hollows, and it's a very difficult walking course. So if he can walk four days, remain competitive, you know, and finish in the top 20, I would consider it to be an absolutely unbelievable achievement. But he wants more than that, so... We'll see. And it's not for sure that he's going to tee it up on Thursday. I mean, anything could happen between now and then. But he is keeping his practice rounds down to a minimum. He's only playing nine holes at a time spending plenty of time on the range, you know, keeping his game in shape. So he's obviously got a plan coming into the Masters, and we'll just see what he can
1: produce. You've covered the Masters, Graham, uh, for a number of years, but particularly in, say, the last 20 or so years, 20, 25 years, when Tiger has been there and when Tiger hasn't been there. What are the differences on course in, in, in what you see and in what you observe?
0: Well, Tiger has pretty much dominated golf from, well, 1999 on. You know, he he makes a tournament. The PGA Tour went through this. They they soon figured out when Tiger took off that there were Tiger weeks on the PGA Tour and there were non-Tiger weeks on the PGA Tour. <laughs> and the difference in interest and income and sponsorship and all of that stuff was massive. And, and in fact, Tiger managed to triple the prize money uh, over a number of years that the PGA Tour guys played for. So when you see Cameron Smith winning three and a half million US dollars for winning the player's championship. He should text Tiger at the end of the day and say, thank you because he's the guy that's driven this massive prize money increase. So uh, it, it's definitely, even though the masters is the masters, it's stronger when Tiger Woods is there. And and it's stronger because he's been the best player on that course in just about every category for all of those years, uh, even when he didn't win. So, to have him around the place is great. If you win the Masters this year, or you win the Masters any year when Tiger Woods is in the field, it just feels that little bit better.
1: Graham Agar is with us. A couple of final questions, Graham. Just on that, does it make it easier for someone like Scotty Scheffler, who's just risen to world number one in the world in the the last week or so, to almost go under the radar this week heading into Augusta and not be talking about playing this course as the world number one?
0: Yeah, there's a bit of a revolving door at the top of the game at the moment because, you know, Tiger's dominance is gone. So Scotty Scheffler is the latest one to be elevated to number one following a bunch of guys, including John Ram, recently. But Scotty's a different golfer. Um, he didn't expect to be number one, and he wasn't chasing number one. Uh, all he wants to do is compete. And that's why, when you watch him play, he's a bit like Brooks Kepka in this respect, that he doesn't seem to worry about the pressure. In fact, he embraces it and enjoys it. So, to be honest with you, I don't think Scotty's going to think one hoot about being number one going into the Masters, he's just going to tee it up and try and dissect the course, as you have to do to play well there, and compete, whether he's number one or number 20. It really doesn't worry him. His, his goal just two years ago was to get inside the world top 50 so that he could play all the major events, the World Series of Golf events and, and the majors, your automatic entry if you're inside the world's top 50. That was, that was his main goal. But since then, he's delivered. He grew during the Ryder Cup last year and really started to get some belief in himself. And and he's delivering now. But, you know, I don't think the number one ranking is going to even be on his radar when he tees it up on Thursday.
1: A final thought, Graham: if, if Tiger Woods plays, contends, or God forbid, wins this week, what what kind of story is this for golf?
0: Well, I considered his 2019 win either the greatest comeback in in the history of golf, in the history of golf, or the greatest comeback since Ben Hogan came back from, you know, having his car hit by a Greyhound bus Mm. and, you know, going through months and months and months of rehabilitation just to be able to play golf. He had to wear, his legs were strapped when he walked because he, you know, he had blood flow problems and all sorts of things. When he was playing, often they played 36 holes on the Saturday because they didn't play on Sunday You know, and he came back and won major championships. So those are the two comebacks as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, you can make an argument that it's 50-50 either way at the moment. But if Tiger wins this one, this Mm -hmm. will be the all-time greatest comeback in the history of golf and possibly in all of sports.